Good evening, everyone. Welcome to 48 Minutes Podcast. I'm your host today, Sean Mackey, and I am here with Bench Mob co-hosts, if that's a show still, or yeah. we're going to get the Bench Mob back together, and, yeah. and regular regular, regular host here, Ben Brown, who handled duties last week on his own solo. How are you doing today, sir? Money, I'm so good, Sean. Things are things are great. Um, you know, we're back in the full swing of basketball. We got good college basketball on tonight. Uh, you know, we're starting to get into a groove here in the season. So all all is well. All is well. We got, how are you? We got, how are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm great on a uh, on a Tuesday night. The 48 minutes network, if you haven't been paying attention, has been extremely busy trying to bring you the most and uh, uh, the best coverage right now, right now in the area with everyone that we're covering, including Xavier University tonight. Uh, Tim Daniel is there, uh, UC, and of course, uh, my hometown, Northern Kentucky Norse. Um, and tomorrow, the UC Bearcats uh, will be playing the, uh, the NKU Norse at, uh, at their arena. And it's, uh, it's going to be probably a beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be probably beat down but it, that's what that's one that i'm gonna be in attendance uh we covering that with uh with tim tomorrow so uh be on the lookout for our coverage from that but we are just we are just really really deep into basketball season right now locally and but here we're here to talk nba today where the big boys play it's like the wcw of, of basketball absolutely so. <laughs> absolutely Lots been going on, just as always. I uh, just got a text message a couple minutes ago that Nikola Jokic has entered a safety protocol, so it sounds like he's going to be out for a little while. Oh, here we here we go again. Here we go again. But it's it's that time. One team that's really hitting their stride right now, a team that made it to the NBA Finals last year, the Boston Celtics, winners of the last seven seven games. Jason Tatum is playing out of his mind, an MVP candidate already. Um, and he's playing like he actually uh, is trying to prove something. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure he plays as well as he does right now without losing last year. I think that really, really damaged a little bit. How are you feeling about the Celtics right now, Ben? Man, um, if, if you had a chance to check them out or see them play, um, we don't get them a whole lot locally, so it's a lot of like just highlights and and, and different things that we're able to see. But um, Jason Tatum is playing at, at an elite level. Um, he's averaging almost 32 points a game. Um, he has been – you can tell it's almost kind of like one of those like revenge tour things where he is just um, – I mean, he's just been on point. 
And, and not only that, but I mean, uh, he's got Brown by his side, um, who's averaging like 26 or 27 a game. Um, you know, he's still got Marcus Smart. He's still got Al Horford. He's still got Grant Williams. Um, and the newest addition, actually, we'll get to this guy uh, later on in the night, but Malcolm Brogdon, who's Ooh. actually come off the bench for them, um, has actually done a really good job um, as well. So um, this team's kind of rolling on all cylinders. Um, they've, they've already been known as a good uh, defensive team. Uh, you add Malcolm Brogdon, who's a, uh, a perimeter stopper, with Marcus Smart, who's a perimeter stopper. Uh, Jason Tatum, who is is a is a uh, also a really good defender, um, and Jalen Brown. Those four um, are playing lights out as far as defensively as well. So um, I like this team. Uh, I liked them last year. I think they've got a, a little bit of growth and maturity this year. Um, Jason Tatum, I think, uh, is is st- taking that next step, which it's hard to believe because he had a really good year last year. But uh, he is definitely playing at a, a, um, an elite level uh, right now. So uh, they've won their last seven um, pretty convincingly. Um, it, it's it's cool to see them uh, kind of come into their own and, and mature a little bit, even with all the stuff with their coach being suspended um, and, and all the other things that were going on. Um, to see him, to see them kind of come together uh, with new leadership. Uh, and, and new, uh, a newfound sense of trying to get something done that they weren't able to get done last year. It, it's really cool to see that growth. I just hope that they are able to sustain it and continue to to be as good as they are. Because of course, you know, when it all is said and done, they'll have to they'll have to find a way to get past the Bucks. Uh, yeah, uh, they'll have to find a way to to beat them for games. So uh, hopefully, uh, they continue to play well. Yeah, and I mean, looking back at you know the last seven victories by the Boston Celtics, some of them have been a little bit on the closer side. Um, they've taken care of business, but you know, you know as well as I do, and as my wife likes to say, you know, anyone can win in the NBA any night, and you just need mm-hmm. to watch the last three minutes of the game, as she likes to say. So, <laughs> which is partially true, partially yep. true, and it is a testament of how great this league is and how entertaining it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, you know, you don't see teams come back from 20 points down with, you know, six minutes left in the game, typically in college basketball. But NBA, it can happen pretty, uh, pretty absolutely pretty frequently. A team gets on absolutely. a run and it's a, it's a bit of a magical moment. Um, last seven victories, they ended up beating uh, the Thunder last night, uh, 126, 122. And I want to go back to the Thunder later on, talk a little bit about them. But they've beaten the Pistons uh, twice in the last week. They beat the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, who have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat the Knicks, and then they beat the Bulls. Uh, two teams that they have had some problem. Well, one team they've had some problems with, and a team we're going to talk about in a little while, um, who's kind of on a losing streak. Cleveland Cavaliers have kind of had the Celtics number so far this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've yeah, they have. Twice. Yeah, they have. Um, you know, uh, the, there's an old saying in sports like you only can play who's on your schedule. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that's a, I like that. You know, if you if you handle business and do what you're supposed to do, uh, and you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, then you know it's 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 pretty cool uh, how things can go once you 
realize that those teams are are the teams that you should beat. Like, I'm not saying that the Bulls are are a beatable team, but if you look at the Bulls and you look at the Celtics on paper, Celtics probably should win that game. Um, yeah. If you look at, you know, if you look at the, you know, the only one that's close is the Cavaliers. Like, like you said, the Cavaliers have had their number, and we're going to talk about them here in a little bit. But like they've got wins against like the Pistons, um, you know, they got wins, you know, against some not very good teams. So um, I, I think that they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're doing what good teams are supposed to do, and that's beat the teams that you know that are on your schedule. They have a good one against the Nuggets. Um, uh, they've beat the Pistons twice, which you're supposed to do. They beat a really good Grizzly team, yeah. uh, and they beat the Knicks, who are the Knicks. So I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're they're winning. They're winning games. They're supposed to win. They're doing things they're supposed to do. And and um, you know, and with that kind of, if you're playing at that high of level and you're beating teams you're supposed to beat, then uh, that's usually a good sign for success. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, as a casual NBA fan watches a game, you know, uh, if you have a game where you know, you have a powerhouse like the Celtics and, you know, they're playing a team, you know, like the Kings, like they're going to be doing in a couple of weeks on paper. It always looks like the Celtics are going to be able to beat that team, but in this mm-hmm. league, anyone can win. Um, yeah. It just depends how motivated you are. And a lot of these times, a lot of games are coming off back to backs. Uh, a lot of them, you know, they're on the road for a few games and, you know, things can just being able to keep things going for a long time. It is a long NBA season. And I think yes, it's it probably, is. I feel like it is a true marathon. It is unlike any other professional sports. 82 games in basketball is a lot of games per year. And Mm. if you make it to the playoffs, you could play even a considerable more amount of games. You know, if you make the all-star team, if you're an all-star, you're going to play that weekend. You know, so it just never stops uh, during the season for that. You know, unlike college basketball, which is not as long of a season, baseball, you know, I talk about this all the time. I feel like if I was ever going to play a sport, that would be the best sport to play because you sit half the game. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's just, that just seems like even, even though you have just so how many games are in baseball? 160? 162 games. Do you even have to work out for baseball? Like what the heck? I know. (laughs) You sit half the game. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going off on baseball so players saying they're not great athletes or anything, but you do, you know, it is, you, you can, you can, you know, you can pay 162 games. If you're riding a bench half the game, I get it. You know, <laughs> uh, football, you don't have that many games. Um, yeah. you know, so you look at the NBA is a true marathon. I think it is. And I, I feel like the best athletes are in that league right now because it, the longevity of a season is just, it's a lot. And we're seeing yeah. more and more injuries and it's just, it's really tough. So to see what the Celtics are doing right now, uh, right now they are number one in the league. They are 11 and three, which is just incredible, which is where mm-hmm. honestly, that's where you expect them to be. And I'm, if we do not see the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks in an Eastern conference finals this year, what are we yeah. even doing? What yeah. are we even doing? Like we have to see these teams and, they both won it. Like I can, you can already tell these guys won it. Yeah. Um, and you know, you look at the Western Conference, and I don't know what the hell's going on over there, man. Trailblazers it, dude, have a, the best. Crap shoot, man, <laughs> it is it's a crap an shoot. Crap shoot. It really is. Like, I mean the the Warriors are are the tenth seed right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think about that. The Warriors are a ten seed. 
you know, a team like Minnesota that we we thought at the beginning of the year was supposed to be really good. You get Rudy Gobert. You still have D'Angelo Russell. You still have Anthony Edwards. You still have Carlin Towns. And and right now they're out of the playoff spot. Like, But then you have a team like Portland where we're like, oh, Portland's going to be not very good. Damian Lillard needs help. He needs guys to play with him. He, he's, he needs to be traded. He needs some help. And now they sit out with Damian Lillard being hurt the last couple games. And now they sit at nine and four. Um, and Anthony Simmons, Simons has came out of nowhere to be the leader of that team. Uh, you know, and, and those guys have, have put together a pretty good start to their season, even with Damian Lillard being out the last couple games. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, Simons is the real deal, man. And he is yeah. doing exactly what you want to do. Um, you know, not giving him up in any trades or anything, you know, over the last couple of seasons, he's, he is a stud. I really, yeah. really like uh, Mr. Simons, even though he's the worst dunk contest winner of all time. <laughs> he is. Well, he can that throw down though. Is. He can throw down. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, say that the guy can't throw down. He can throw down, but I mean, so this is an interesting stat I was looking at today. Do you know who has the worst road record in the NBA right now? It's a tie. Ooh. Um, Eastern or Western Conference. Well, it's there's one East team and there's one West team. Oh gosh! If you were going to um, be a betting man, who? What would you say? I would say, and I'm just looking at teams. If uh, the worst road record, if I were looking at teams, I would say in the Western Conference. Um, let's say Memphis. Just Memphis. Okay, so Memphis is four and four. Not terrible. Warriors, okay. zero and seven. They have not won one road game this year. No. Yeah, same as the Pistons out in the East. Isn't that crazy? They have not won a single game on the road. No. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Fun fact for today, man. Fun fact wow. for today. You know, if you're the champions, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pick it up, man. This seem this is starting to feel like that last uh, that last year with the the Lakers when they brought in Gary Payton and Carmelo. <laughs> yeah, and it's starting yeah, to feel that, that way a little bit. You do get that last dance type feel with them, like it it, it does. Like I mean, and that's not a knock. Like like Steph is still Steph, and, and, yeah. and Steph has been amazing. Um, but Clay Thompson's not the same. Uh, Draymond's kind of lost his luster. Um, like, yeah, I, you just kind of well, get that feel. Like, I mean, it, it's I mean, just he, not the same team. Get, I mean, Gary Payton's gone. Gary Payton's know? gone. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was a huge part yep. of their their success last season. So, yeah. I mean, you look at that man. They're they they they're facing an uphill battle right now because they are starting the season six and eight. If the playoffs started today, obviously they wouldn't even be in it. They're the tenth seed yeah. right now. It's crazy. Um, you know, but it, I, would at hate, least, I mean, I hate, I hate counting them out, like just because oh, they're yeah. a pedigree and all that stuff. But man, I like, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like you're, you see it and you've seen this movie before and you know how this goes and, and you, you don't want to say it, it's coming to an end, but you're like, man, like it's, it's, it just has that feel to it. Now, I'm not saying that they can't bounce back and do whatever, make the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. They are Golden State, but man, it just is, it has. A, when have you ever known a Golden State team to go zero and seven to start the season on the road? 
That's crazy. I mean, I, that's, that's, that is, that's a rough stat right now, being able to go mm-hmm. into someone's arena and not be the champions right now. I mean, it's, it yeah. is terrible. So, um, well, speaking of bad, Last couple games, we're going to go back to the East here. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are losers of the last four after starting pretty hot this Mm -hmm. season. Um, I would say that they've had a pretty, with the exception of the the two Celtics games, which they won, they've had a pretty nice little schedule so far this season. You know, they've had a few games against the Knicks, the Pistons, you know, the, uh, the Clippers ended up beating them this last week, but Besides that, they've had a pretty easy schedule, which, you know, kind of makes me think that maybe we're overrating this team just a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, they are I, very, I they're, they're very young. So, so on Sunday night, they ended up losing to the Caval- uh, to the Timberwolves uh, in Cleveland and uh, 129-124. Carl Anthony Towns dropped 29 points on them. D'Lo dropped 30 on them. Mm-hmm. Tehran Prince, uh, Tehran Prince, 19 points on him. So that's, that's mm-hmm. bad. But Darius Garland, that game, 51 points, six mm-hmm. assists, two rebounds. Holy crap. Is that guy yeah, good? 50, yeah. He had a 50 burger, man. That's, that is really, really impressive. Um, but one guy, you know, who's had, you know, like let's, I'm just going to bring it out here, but you know, a guy that Tim and I talk very highly of Mr. Evan Mobley, in a game where he played 32 minutes against the Timberwolves, he scored four points. Oh, yeah. That's bad. That's bad. That's real bad. 13 rebounds, three assists, but four points against the Timberwolves? Come on, man. I mean, yeah, Robin that's... Lopez outscored him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's tough. That can't that's, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that is tough, man. And this is I will team say this though, dude. Like he is going against like a four-time defensive player of the year. I bet I'm you know, Rudy Gobert, sure. I mean, he that guy still plays really good defense. So um, you know, the Cavaliers are are they're an anomaly to me, man. Like I, I was good, I was all on fire for him, and I gotta give my my boy uh Odellis Ferellis, who's not with us tonight. I gotta give him some credit because he's the one that mentioned their schedule last week and was like man they got a they got a tough road ahead they got some challenges um and and, and you're seeing it now like uh, i mean are the is the timberwolves a game you should lose I, I don't know timberwolves have a lot of have a lot of talent um the warriors you know what i mean the, they play great at home obviously they can't win games on the road but you know you lose that game the the the, the one of me was like they were up 13 against the clippers and blew that one um, and, and the Clippers have been decent, not great. Um, and then you go that Wednesday and you go play the Kings at the Kings and, and, you, and you lose that one. So there's two games there that they let kind of slip away that they should have that they should have won um, and, and they let slip away. So but they're definitely an anomaly to me, man. Like, I, like they're young, um, but it's like it's one of those teams where you really get hyped up for because they've got so much talent and they've got so much ability and they've got a good bench. They've got, they got good front court. They got good back court. Uh, and they got everything that you want from them. And then they give you a stretch like this, where you're like, man, like, like a good team like that shouldn't have stretches like that. But like we talked about before, the NBA is a marathon and not a sprint. So, um, you know, a, a first West Coast trip for a young team 
they struggle. We've seen that before. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think they'll pull it together because I do think that they have a good good squad, and I think they got enough veteran leadership to break this night. But it makes me a little bit nervous because I really, I really saw this team being a playoff contender. Um, and if you struggle going on the West Coast or you struggle on the road, um, it, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's that's just kind of the grind of the NBA season, man. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hit you know growing pains, especially uh you know a young team like this. So you know, we'll see what's gonna happen with them. I I'm pretty confident they're gonna be a pretty decent uh, playoff contender this year. Um, yeah, you know, I love I their mean, squad. I mean, I, I still oh, love their, I still oh, love who they have and all the guys phenomenal. and. That, that yeah, that squad they're they're incredible. I, I do th- still think they'll make waves. Um, I just I, you know I, you just kind of hope that that this little skid doesn't deter them. Of course, like the NBA is a long season; it's not going to deter them. They're professionals, but you know you you want to be able to win some of those games and, and build some momentum, um, and and not have to have your little West Coast slide coming. You know, you started at four games; you don't want it to go to six or seven. Uh, also, they've been playing without Mitchell the last couple games as well, so yeah. that that's a huge yep. thing. I feel like he has been the biggest piece of their success this year, and and he's been out for a couple of games. So, but Darius Garland, man, you got to give it to him dropping fifty one points on the Timberwolves, man. It's yeah, that's really something. That is, you know, but I think those two together are one of the best backcourts, if not the best backcourt in basketball right now. So yeah, no, I I would definitely agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Now, in other news this week, um, besides my Bulls just being complete and and <laughs> absolutely utter trash, um, in the group chat today, you had mentioned that you, that you think that the Phoenix Suns might be a little bit overrated right now. Uh, yeah, I, okay. I did. He's like, um, yeah. That was me. I, that, yeah, I own it. I own it. I, here's here's my here's the thing, man. Like, and and I think it's just it's it's buyer's remorse. So like the last couple of years, we've all bought into Monty Williams, and he's a great which he is great coach. Yes, um, they they've been able to make waves in the playoffs, uh, but they've been cut short the last couple of years. And we've just been trying to wait. We've been waiting on this team. We've been waiting on this team. And, and you know, early on, like, to me, like, it's just they've had some – they just had some really, really just not very good games. Like, 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 I'm not saying you have to play perfect, but, like, they're supposed to be an upper echelon team. And we've been we've been riding this Chris Paul wave, which, Sean, I know Chris Paul is your favorite point guard of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been riding, like, and we've been riding this Devin Booker wave, and they re-signed DeAndre Ayton, and they did all these things, and they kept their coach, and you know, for a team like this, to me, to be eight and five, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. I guess I just expect more. Like I, I don't know. Like, you, they, well, they, they got a, they got a loss this last week to the Magic. Yeah. So they have lost like, four out of the last six games. Yeah, which is a little bit alarming, uh, in my opinion, with what's going on now. Losing to the Heat, anyone can lose to the Heat. I don't, Absolutely. I don't care who, I don't care who's playing for them. They might beat you. It doesn't matter. Absolutely, that's how it is. But uh, 
right now um, they're without Chris Paul. So, so he was out the last game and it looks like he's been out the last couple of games, but losing to the, to the Orlando magic uh, badly by 17. I mean, who, you know, if, uh, if your point guard's not there and you, you are a stud like Devin Booker and Deandre Ayton. And I think Deandre Ayton is, capable of being a stud at sometimes absolutely at some points he should be better uh i think he's disengaged at times because i don't really think he wants to be there just gonna Mm -hmm. go out and say it um but i look at this team and i'm like you're you're putting all of your eggs again in the same basket that you did last season Mm -hmm. and you guys blew it and ended up losing to the mavericks last year what is different this year about this team except you have a possibly Less disengaged DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I mean, and maybe what, that's what it. Maybe maybe that's why I, I'm out on them. Um, like, and I like I said, I don't I don't have anything. I don't have anything like. It's not it's not anything bad, but like they haven't they didn't really do anything in the offseason side and resign DeAndre Ayton. They didn't really make any moves. They didn't do anything that that caused waves. And now they sit here eight and five with a loss to a really bad Orlando Magic team, uh, and they're eight and five and a loss four of their last six. Like, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, for to me, like I, you know, you want them to be an upper echelon team. You want them to be able to do all these things. And I'm, I guess I'm just tired of putting my eggs in the Phoenix Sun basket. Like I like I'm just kind of out on them. Not saying that they won't have success, not saying that they won't be in the playoffs. Not, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying for my for my for my being, I just don't think that they did enough and, and it's starting to show. Even though Chris Paul is out now, you still have two young studs in Booker and Aiden. And, and you sit here at eight and five, and you're very mediocre. Yeah, at best. Well, and like in 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 looking over the next you know month of basketball for the Phoenix Suns, so the next two games, um, they have ones that might be a little bit tough. Uh, they're playing the Warriors tomorrow night, and then on Friday night they're playing the Jazz, uh, losers of two, but still playing very very well right now. But like, listen to this next group of games they have: the Knicks, the Lakers. Yeah. The Pistons, the Jazz again, the Kings, the Bulls, the Rockets, Mm. the Spurs. These are all winnable games for Phoenix. These are all winnable games. Um, So they have a decent schedule. It'll be really interesting to see over the next couple of of weeks to see if they can actually take advantage of that without their point guard. But Chris Paul does so much for that team. Mm -hmm. And he does so much to unlock, I feel like, what Devin Booker does or Aiton. Um, and him not being there should not be a death sentence for this team, but right. I feel like it is. It really yeah, is. Yeah. They they are a team without identity without Chris Paul, which is crazy to think about. Because I mean, and not not to say that I mean, I mean not to say that Chris Paul is is you know he is everything is advertised. You know, not you know it, he really is. I, for him to mean, I mean, like I, I know he means a lot, but for him to mean that much, like at that, like, like, I don't know, man, like that to me, a thirty-eight-year-old point guard being at that level 
uh, of need for your team is not a good sign, you know, towards the future. Not saying that Chris Paul can't do it, but, uh, you know, Father Time catches us all. And he's going to miss more games. <laughs> he's going to miss more games. He's going to, you know, he's going to have more injuries. There's going to be things that happen. And, and to me, I if all your eggs are in the Chris Paul basket and he he makes that much of a difference for your team, then I, I just don't see how far you can go with 38, 39-year-old point guard. No matter who it is. I mean, Chris Paul, whoever, whoever you think may. Like, it's, it's, it's to me – not getting uh, another point guard um, in his spot, not to replace him, but to be another engine or catalyst is going to hurt them. Yeah. I, I agree with all that. I agree with all that. Um, moving away from the, from the deserts of, of Phoenix. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, a guy who's on a very lonely island I like to call the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> and it is a lonely island. That is a, <laughs> is a lonely, a lonely island. So the the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, right now, as of today, let me just load this up real quick here. They're six and eight. They are six and eight. And they have a guy who has been playing his absolute butt off this year and is probably one of the most eligible guys out there to be traded for at the moment. This is Shea Gillis-Alexander. He he has played out of his mind this season already. Mm -hmm. So on the Celtics loss the other day, he dropped 37 points, 8 assists, and 4 rebounds. I mean, he is just, he is a complete and utter nightmare. On the Knicks the night before, he drops 37, 8, and 5. Okay. Mm. Okay. The Raptors, a game that they won, he throws down on the Raptors 24 and 3, not as big of numbers. And then the game before that, a loss to the Bucks, he drops 39 points, four rebounds, four assists. This guy is playing out of his mind right now. These are yeah. like the, these are like the kind of you know what it reminds me of it reminds me a lot of you know the the mid 2000s or early 2000s Tracy McGrady down in mm-hmm. Orlando type numbers where yeah. you know you know you, it could be a random night against the Clippers and you know he was dropping 50 points they'd probably lose but he'd still drop it and look absolutely incredible that's all you would see in the highlights at the end of the day right Shea Gillis Alexander is one of those guys who. I feel like has has done nothing more over this la- these last couple of games than just blow up his trade value. This guy's twenty four years old, and I mean he's an all star right now in my my mind. He is absolutely. He is he is just playing crazy. Now, when you look at someone like him, and you look at the you know the assets that the Thunder already have, and the assets that they want, which is going to be more draft picks, always more draft mm-hmm. picks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to end up with draft picks somehow this summer and Russell Westbrook. It's going to happen. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Yeah. It's going to happen. He will. He will. If you had to pick a team right now oh. for Shea Gillis to go to, I mean, this yeah. is a very interesting guy, a guy who could help so many teams right now. Where would you like to see SGA? 
Oh gosh. I'm really um, putting you on the spot right now with this. Yeah, one. I mean, because I mean I'll I'll say this. And and this is gonna sound crazy. Okay. Um I I would like to see him I, I kind of would like to see him hooked up with Luca and Dallas. Ooh, I like um, it. Oh, that's an unstoppable that's, pair. I think that's what I think that's what Luca is missing. I don't He's think they have guy. They, they don't he, have another he, guy like that. They don't have another guy. I talked about this. He's a one man show. Yes, Luca. He's does a one man show. There is there are no other studs there, and they traded no. away Porzingis, who you know wasn't great at all. But they traded him away for <coughs> basically nothing. Yeah. In retrospect. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of looking and I've been thinking about this. This is one that I've been kind of thinking about over the last couple days. And there is one team that I would absolutely be just dying to see him on right okay. now. And uh, it's a team that has an asset that could 100% trade for this man. The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, they have a lot of assets they could trade. They have a lot of assets. Obviously, the main one being James Harden. Yeah, absolutely. Getting, getting to go back to his Oklahoma City island by himself. Oh, my so, gosh. It's a lonely one. But I look at someone like SGA putting it, pairing him up with Embiid, who also, I mean, just has been out of his mind uh, as well yep. lately. Yep. I mean, just absolutely incredible incredible but could you imagine a, a a scenario with those those guys together like i just think they would be so so fun yeah they would be a lot of fun um and then you still have guys like tobias harris there who who can play and you know, can score uh you put an sga with that and and, and you put him with Embiid. like i i think yeah that's that's oof. that would I be mean, a killer that would that would be a killer I mean, you look at you look at their roster, and like looking back at, I, I don't know if you saw the game on Sunday night, but but Embiid ended up one man showing it over the the Utah oh, Jazz. Yeah. He dropped fifty nine points, eleven rebounds, eight assists, and I think he had yeah. uh, seven oh blocks as well. Maxi too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so they have Maxi, all- Shay, Harris, and Embiid. Yeah. So you think about it, they would have to give up more than probably James Harden for a, a deal like this. But, you know, later on in the season, if he's if he's eligible for a trade and I don't know what the what the, you know, if we're looking into season or what. But I just I, I look at a young guy like SGA who has been great. He's been a great player on a bad team, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's just a great player on a bad team. I think he really is a great player. No, I agree. No, I would definitely I think, agree with that. And he's gotten a little better each year, but you pair him up with with Tyrese Maxey. Ideally, you want to keep him. You know, yeah, but maybe, I would give up. I would give up Harrison and Harden. I'd give him. up Harrison Harden, or I'd give up. I'd even give up Matisse Thybul and yep, and, well, yep. and Harden. Absolutely. I would go ahead and do it. I'd do straight up, and then maybe throw a pick in or something. Um, honestly, for Harden, it it should just be it should just be a pick. And and hard mm-hmm. to be honest with you, but um, just to get another pick someplace down the line. But right, 
I think about a place where that guy could grow his game and get a team to the next level. And Philly is definitely one of those teams that is, I mean, I feel like they've wasted Joel Embiid's prime. Thousand percent. They have wasted, they have wasted his prime over the last couple of years. The year that they ended up, um, losing, um, well, the year before was it the year before they ended up losing to yeah the year before they lost mm-hmm. to um, the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my favorite Philadelphia team. They were about a year early and they were phenomenal that year. Mm-hmm. They were so so good. They had all these extra shooters that they had. Sarich was still hanging out there. Uh, Embiid Embiid wasn't quite the dominant force he is now, but they were right. they were on the cusp of something. And then the Ben Simmons stuff happens everything's just kind of went went south and Embiid right. is kind of he's really carrying this team. He is the MVP of this team. Oh yeah. James Harden man, he's out. A guy who was who's been actually rock solid in terms of reliability in terms of not being hurt. James Harden yep. is is that guy. He's usually playing no matter what. But you see him out there and everything. Is this he's out for I think what two, three more weeks, I think. Before he's I evaluated so. with his with his yeah. hip or whatever, so I look at that and it's like, it are we going to invest this much in James Harden right. at this point? Does he get no. you over the hump? I I don't I don't know. I just don't see like Max. He's a great player, but he's not making some crazy astronomical jump right now. Right. I mean, he's no, averaging. I, I agree. I mean. I mean, he's averaging 22 a game, which is good, which is what he needs to be because he's been, you know, he's carrying the load right now when, mm-hmm. with, and he's 22 years old, but, you know, and he's doing what he can, but they need one other guy down there. Yeah. And no, I, I would definitely agree with that. Th- there is, there is no way that this team, the way it is currently built is beating Boston or the Bucks in a seven game series. It's not happening. Yep. No, we've already seen this movie, right? You know what I mean? We've, like this, we've seen we've this seen movie. It. There was a there was a really funny bit in a show that I watched on HBO a couple months ago. It's called Hacks, and there's a there's a part where um, the main two females of the the story they go into a bar in Philly and they're talking about uh, they're they're talking on on the TV about Philadelphia 76ers and how you know they call you know. They've called the team, you know, trust the process and everything. And mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, wow, that's that's a really good way to look at things. And she's like, how do they do every year? He goes, they blow it every year. They blow it. <laughs> they blow it every year. Which is like one year. of which was one of the best like sports things that I've ever seen placed in a show. But it was because it was it was so true. It's like no, they blow it every year. Yeah, it's true. Um, and that's which is so true. It is true. It is true. But it's uh, I don't know if I I. I SGA, he's one of my guys I right now that I really, really like. I like his game. I think he's he's definitely an all-star right now. He's playing an all-star level, and he, he's got to be getting tired of losing. Well, yeah, I, and, and that franchise, is, at some point, you've got to take those draft picks and and, and do some things with them. Like, you, you, you're just holding on the draft picks. You've got two kids and Gideon, Shea, that – that are giving you everything they got, and they, you've left them out there with nothing because you're not using the draft picks. You're not, you're not making trades. You're not making moves. You're not really doing anything. So, why not? If you're going to blow it up, blow it up all the way. Go ahead and move Shea. Go ahead and move Josh Giddy. Use your draft picks. You know, 
you know, build your team the way you want to build your team. Um, and, and let Shea go be on a team where he's got an opportunity to win some basketball games that mean something. Um, the, I mean, right now he's averaging over over 31 points a game. Um, he, I think he leads them in close to every statistical category. Um, and, and he's carrying a load of a team that doesn't really have a future and doesn't have any – doesn't have a future and doesn't have a direction, but just a lot of draft picks. So why not let that young man, you know, go ahead and trade Go ahead and trade for him. Go ahead and get him. I, I, any any place is better than sitting out in Oklahoma City just wasting away. Um, and that's what he's doing right now. I mean, he's playing his tail off. He's doing what he needs to do. But let's be honest. Like, that that team is not building for anything. They're not doing anything. They've been sitting on these draft picks for how many years now? At least two or three. A long whatever. time. A long time. I mean, they got Josh Giddy last year, and I like Josh Giddy. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's not taking you to the next level right now. He's only averaging no. 14 points a game. So yeah. it's, you know, there's just – there's nothing there right now. They have been out of the playoffs now. This will be their third season missing the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs this year. It's not nope. happening. Nope. So, so you yeah. know, so I don't, I don't know what – the move? I don't, yeah, I'm I'm all for getting him out of there. But that's where I would like to see him. So that's my that's my crazy trade take I like of the day. That. So, uh, hey, I was going to say, your boy Mark Cuban's crazy enough. He'll go get him. He might, he might, he might, he might, man. And I don't know what he's going to give him, but they, you know, if he can, if it, I would love, love, love to see him with, with Luca. I think that would be phenomenal too. Him or, yeah, Luca or Embiid, either one. Yeah. Yeah. Either put put him with a great player. That's what I want to see. I want to see him with a really, really good player. So, yep. Absolutely. All right. All right. So we're getting towards the end of our show here and we're going to talk, we we're bringing back a segment, the bench gods. Absolutely. And these are basketball players in the NBA that are riding the bench, sixth men, if you will, guys that are out there that are going under the radar, doing the dirty work to get their team to the next level. Ben, who's your bench god of the week? My bench god of the week is my boy, former Pacer, Malcolm Brogdon of the Boston Celtics. Yes, I know, fellas. I know. Low-hanging few. Little little bit of a homer pick, if you ask me. A little bit of a homer pick, you know. Um, But he's averaging 13 points, three rebounds, three and a half assists. And he's averaging 19.2 per possession. So, um, you, you can see his imprint on that team as far as perimeter defense and what he gives them off the bench. Uh, with that second unit uh, and and the things he's been able to do uh, to help the Boston Celtics uh, be where they are right now, which is winner of their last seven. Um, and I believe, what are they, 13 and three, I think is, yeah. is, is what they are. So um, that's my bench guard, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Well, it says he's questionable for his game against the Hawks. He's been out for a couple games, but hopefully he gets back and gets to it soon. So yeah. my bench god of uh, of the week is an interesting one. This gentleman is 27 years old and having the week of his life in the NBA. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks point guard, Javon Carter. Okay, last, okay. Last week, last Wednesday, ended up dropping in a two-overtime thriller over Oklahoma City. 36 points, 12 assists, one steal. And then four rebounds. Incredible. Next game follows it up against San Antonio. 21 points, uh, six assists, 
two rebounds. And then last night against the Hawks, it was a loss, 12 points, six assists, three rebounds. The Bucks are getting some really, really good burn right now from some backup guys. And yes, finding are. a guy like Javon Carter, who was drafted back in 2018 in the second round by Memphis, um, seeing him be able to come in here and, and do some dirty work because the first couple of games he was getting a little bit of burn, but not enough to really do any damage. And, you know, he's, he's playing very well right now. So he's yeah. someone to keep your eye on right now. I feel like uh, with everything the bucks are going on, they're trying to get production out of all of these guys. And you look at somebody like Javon Carter, you know, if he stays healthy and everything this season, you know, getting towards the playoffs, he might be one of those guys that comes in. He might be an X factor kind of guy. If he keeps this mm-hmm. up, you never know. It's always those guys that, you know, get that one little shot to be able to, to be able to help their team at the end and get it. So yeah. um, great week from Javon Carter. So, well, That's awesome. it is, it is. Well, that is going to wrap us up today for our episode of 48 minutes. Like I said before, uh, check out our Twitter, check out our Facebook um, we are all over the place. Like I said, we're going to be live tomorrow um, over at uh, Truist Arena in Highland Heights, Kentucky for the uh, the UC <laughs> NKU game, which is going to be very, <laughs> very, very interesting. Uh, NKU uh, is coming off the game where they beat UC Claremont by 40 points, and uh, which is expected. And uh, UC uh, 3-0 right now. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a game tonight. Also, uh, make sure you're paying attention to Tim Daniel right now. He's actually out at the Xavier game. You can catch him out there. And uh, for all the rest of the guys here and Ben, I tell you guys, have a great night.